Hello and welcome to the Pay to Play podcast, episode 91. James Edzikowski and Frank Guy with you here, your one-stop shop for all things sports, finance, and more. Uh, and we are pumped to be back with you here. Last episode, we talked a little bit about the beginning of the NFL season and college football is just underway. Now we're fully in the swing of things. You feel that brisk in the air. Uh, you walk out in the morning and if you're wearing shorts, you might be like, oh, I want some sweats. It's football season. Uh, but also the postseason for baseball is right upon us. Uh, and, you know, for Cleveland fans, you'll have an October to remember, as Tom Hamilton says. So we're going to dive into a little bit more on the football side of things and the baseball spectrum uh, as we have a potentially special postseason uh, shaping up after what's been a historic regular season, too, with, you know, Albert Pujols hitting 700, Judge earlier tonight knocking number 61 over the fence. Um, pretty, you know, pretty large feats all over the place, but... Uh, before we get into all that, Frank, I'll welcome you in as well. Um, how, have you, how are you doing? I know you you joined the podcast tonight uh, with the name Frank Got a Job. Uh, you know, last time I made an unemployment joke, apparently that lit a fire under you and you are now yeah. uh, no longer fun employed. You will be a working man pretty soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can no longer dedicate a full 40 hours to the Pay to Play podcast each week. Um, there, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, excited to get get a job. Just that was a little joke, me and you. But uh, but my job tonight is to have a great pod with you, James. Talk sports, talk about our lives a little. And I want to know what what is the weather really like down in Raleigh, North Carolina? I can't imagine it's it's that brisk. No, it's not. It's it. I wait like the mornings are probably low fifties, mid fifties. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm it, starting to wear a sweatshirt. It's getting a little cold. Yeah. No, I mean midday, you're you're still looking at mid seventies. It's really not bad. It's a little weird right now due to Hurricane Ian uh, making its way up the coast. You know, cold fronts, warm fronts, all that good, you know, weather stuff. Uh, I'm not no expert, no meteorologist, not here to become one um, or pretend to be one even. But I do know that due to that kind of coming in, uh, it's been a little chillier this weekend. Last week, for instance, it was in the 90s in North Carolina, for what it's worth. So it is a little kind of hot and cold left and right. Uh, but, you know, I'm far enough inland that that shouldn't affect us much. And obviously the state of Florida, our thoughts and prayers go out to all of those. I know we yeah. back in the day, we did an episode called Hurricanes. You know, we titled it that we made a little Katrina joke. Um, you know, that was way back when. But we, you know, because we did. Why, a, why are you bringing it back up? Why are you like? No, you know, hey, we it was very <laughs> informative. We were talking about the way they named hurricanes and they go, uh, you know, in the alphabetical order. So, yeah all our thoughts and prayers are out for all those affected by hurricane Ian currently hopefully passes through the state of Florida and you know, people can remain as safe as possible. But um, I know they're doing some rescheduling of games and whatnot. Teams are leaving the state of Florida. They're, they're looking at that Buccaneers chiefs game. I think that's slated for Sunday night football. We'll get into that. I think they are saying they'll play it in Minneapolis if necessary. Um, so looking into backup plans all over the place. Um, that, that'll certainly be a factor even in the college football slate this weekend. There'll be areas that are going to be wet. Maybe you look at some unders. Uh, definitely some theories we can throw out there at you. Um, but on that note, let's talk a little bit about, I think college football is a good place to start. Uh, no major shakeups at the top of the rankings lately, Frank. Uh, you know, you've got your Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State. They seem to have set themselves on a pedestal. Ohio State was shaky out of the gate, but I think they can now comfortably join Alabama, Georgia in that conversation of, you know, dominance. Alabama themselves, you know, escaped Texas. They're, they're um, you know, that was a while ago for 
but we hadn't recorded a pod since then. So you got those three at the top. Michigan has had a cakewalk of a schedule themselves to get started, but they're ranked four. Um, and then this is actually a great weekend for those that, you know, are up for a top 25 matchup because we've got uh, a flurry of them. Um, notably in the SEC, Kentucky versus Ole Miss, two four and O teams going at it. And uh, they're going to take take that down in Oxford, Mississippi. Uh, you know, Frank, I don't know how much you follow those teams, but I think we talked a little bit about uh, Kentucky in our last um, pod because we were talking Kentucky, Florida was a matchup that Kentucky yeah. kind of dominated. Kentucky's pretty good. Uh, what's the quarterback's name? Will Levis? Levis, yeah, the former Penn State guy transferred over. He's he's a gamer. He 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 gets into it. Um, pretty good athlete. Yeah, um, they're ranked seventh, and I think they're probably appropriately ranked. It, it'll be a big game though this weekend that they're gonna have to get by. I mean, just they're gonna go through the SEC gauntlet. I, it's tough to see them, you know, not losing two or three times. Yeah, the Ole Miss Rebels. I'll tell you what, they're seventh. They're a touchdown favorites at home against Kentucky. If you want a square line, I think it's take the take the points with the Wildcats. Yeah, maybe. Wow, that's an interesting one. USC had a good chance there. Link Kiffin, though, at home coaching. Man, the more you think about it, the more it makes your head. You want to scratch your head. Clemson and USC had some scares this weekend. They're not looking too great. No, I'll tell you what. Clemson had more than a scare. Wake Forest took them to the brink in overtime and had a chance to win it in regulation. so there, there's definitely um, some scares on that side of things. You know, I mentioned the top four, Michigan at four. Clemson's sitting right there at five as they they know they're in that conversation too. You know, I, I love how the announcers are calling him DJU, you know, they're, to prevent the, uh, some of the mispronunciation you can have there. But I'll call him DJU too. But he uh, balled out um, in that game. Sam Hartman played his ass off for the Demon Deacons and still just couldn't come up with a 51-45 final over there in Winston-Salem, and then uh, they now get to play host, Clemson does, to NC State, who is ranked in the top 10 for the first time in a while. So the Raleigh faithful, we'll see how many of them trek down to Clemson, South Carolina. Talk about a game that could be, you know, influenced by the rain. The Carolinas are definitely in the line of of where rain and uh, the hurricane will be headed uh, by the weekend. That game is college game day, actually. So I'm excited for that one. Clemson six and a half point favorites. That's one where, oh man, you know, you got a team like NC State hasn't been ranked that high in a long time. It, it feels like it's a good spot for Clemson, but given the weather conditions, it might get a little messy. Yeah, kind of like NC State. Uh, they got a they got another quarterback that's that's a gamer as well. What's his name? Devin so, Leary. Yeah, he said he was the ACC pre preseason player of the year. Favorite. Yeah, that he was. Yeah, so I mean, he's got his squad four and zero. They're getting doubted in a little weather. Everyone's going to have their ponchos. Um, I would take the plus six and a half. I think. And yeah, quick to forget, last year the Wolfpack actually took down Clemson in overtime. It was their second loss of the season, so there wasn't as much thunder behind it. But they won twenty seven twenty one, playing in Raleigh. So yeah, you don't want to throw too much history behind it, but it was DJU versus Devin Leary and. So he had something working as it came last year. Uh, we'll see what the Tigers have up their sleeve this time. Um, I saw a pretty funny tweet that said, you know, at least one of the benefits of Hurricane Ian is there's a better chance that Dabo Sweeney will fall on his run into into the stadium there, Death Valley in Clemson. So that's a little little mean, but a good tweet nonetheless. Um, so that's definitely, you know, I've got circled. I, I'd be remiss if I had – if I said I didn't have a little bias, you know, I'm probably pulling for the Wolfpack. It's fun to live in a city where people are 
believing in a team a little bit. And I, I hate Clemson as much as the next guy, but that's six and a half points. I mean, it's, you know, they, Clemson did not cover that last week against Wake Forest. They were seven and a half point favorites and they eke it out by six in overtime uh, as they did not convert their two point conversion and Wake Forest couldn't get in the end zone. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a game come Saturday night. I know you got a golf outing that morning. He'll probably be in prime shape at the bar still, if I had to guess. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I do. Um, playing <laughs> in a great outing this weekend with uh, Bob Cleal, Alex Stump, and Mason Deanna. So we're, we're going low. Uh, yeah, okay. A group like that, they should. They should. But we'll we should. That's, that's what the people are saying. We should. But, yeah. There's a lot. There's what, a what? lot of talk in the air. But will you guys deliver? That's that's the question. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But I want to know, like, out of the top five here, what's a team you think that's going to be upset? You know, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, Clemson. Who's who's on the ropes? I mean, Clemson obviously has a bigger game this weekend, but is one of these teams going to fall in the next few weeks without us knowing? Uh, you know, if there were ever a time for Michigan to do it, and I'm just speaking, I'm trying to take the Homer glasses off, but the first team that comes to mind out of that group. Um, if there were ever a time to do it, it would be this week for Michigan. Uh, you know, they eke out a seven point win at home against Maryland last week. They're 17 point favorites there and the Terps keep it close. Now they strut into Iowa and everyone knows, you know, Iowa City's not an easy atmosphere to play in. And that Iowa defense has been legit as advertised. They've allowed a whopping 20 points on the season across four Five, games. 5.8 per game this year. Yeah, it, they're, they're silly is what they're doing to opposing offenses. Rutgers, uh, you know, got a touchdown on them somehow, some way. But Iowa's defense scored twice for them. Uh, that being said, Iowa's offense has, you know, had their fair share of struggles. And uh, Michigan's defense has been pretty solid. But against what competition has been the question? You know, Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn through three weeks was the uh, lowest strength of schedule in the FBS. So I, you know, I, I'm not quite sure how to feel about them in that top five spot. Uh, I would say Clemson has a better chance, obviously of getting knocked off this weekend, but I, I think there's some history behind Iowa and Michigan um, playing in Iowa. And if I were a better podcast host, I'd have the exact numbers for you, but I'm pretty sure that the last several years that they've gone into Iowa, um, that they have not fared too hot. I'll see if I can fact check that a little bit later into the episode. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you what. On upset alert, I would I would circle Clemson this week. Um, that money line will be, you know, if I have one or two too many beverages during the day, I may may have to sprinkle that myself. <laughs> I like that idea. There we go. Um, what what else do we want to talk about? I think college football. Or we want to maybe talk more pro, maybe MLB. Where, where do you want to go with this? Uh, one thing I want to do do want to call out uh, is I don't know if they even cracked the. Uh, AP top 25 quite yet or not. Uh, it's Kansas, the Jayhawks, you know, known as a basketball school. They've got Jalen Daniels at quarterback, who is, I believe, the, the top quarterback through QBR uh, in the nation at this point. His, I believe they the Heisman odds on him are like Vegas's biggest liability at the, at the moment. Um, so I, I would want to keep an eye on the Jayhawks, see if, if they're able to shock the world in the Big 12. Because no one in that Big 12 is really standing out to me as a world beater by any means. You see Texas go down to Texas Tech last week. You see, you know, the highest ranked Big 12 team. Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma goes down last week to Kansas State. Uh, Oklahoma State is your highest ranked Big 12 team at number uh, nine. They look good. 
Yeah, they, but t- I'll tell you what, they go to Baylor this weekend. That's another ranked matchup we haven't gotten into, number nine versus number 16, and they're on the road. Um, so that's that's a game where I think, you know, Baylor's already lost once, but they're favored in that game. So Oklahoma State, their highest-ranked team, is a dog here uh, in week five, I think it is, in the college season. Um, so I want to keep an eye, eye, uh, eye on Kansas. The Jayhawks are fun to watch. Last week they beat Duke, who is not great in the ACC by any means. Uh, but they've taken down West Virginia and Houston both on the road, who are typically no slouches. I still think they're going to struggle to get like two or three wins in the Big Twelve, Kansas. Yeah, they, we'll see. They have, a, they have a tough schedule. I mean, they have all the the, the teams in the Big Twelve that are good. Yeah, Big I'm just... Big 12, how many teams are in the Big Twelve now? Like, it's not twelve. No, it's way more than that. And you know, you no, it's ten. Ten. Yes. Oh wow. At least for college. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. I guess they're bringing reinforcements soon. You know, BYU's coming there. It, it, it's gonna, there will be a big shakeup. I, I really think they need – because it used to – like, think about the way they used to name divisions. Like, it used to be the Pac-10 becomes the Pac-12, and then they haven't been changing them lately. It's it's getting confusing. Um, so, on that note, I, Kansas is the one team I wanted to bring up and give them some respect. Bama goes to Arkansas as well. Um you know, given the way they played at Texas, can KJ Jefferson give them uh, a little bit of trouble? Who knows? Uh, they the, the Razorbacks went down this past week uh, themselves. Their kicker missed in Jerry's world, so they lost to A and M. I think Jimbo Fisher eked out a two point win there, twenty three twenty one, which was the spread, an exact push uh, for those Arkansas betters. So we move on. Um, I think that was our battle. I mean, Ohio State gets Rutgers this weekend. Nothing to write home about there. We'll talk about 40, the Rutgers more another time. What do you time. think? Forty and a half. Would you bet? Would you bet that? I don't think so. I think I'd take Rutgers spread. I'd rather. I'd rather not. I would. That's a stay away at all costs. <laughs> um, all right. You want to talk MLB? No. Well, let's stay on the football train and talk baseball last. I think. All right. All right. NFL. Yeah, I'm ready to roll on NFL. And I know. I think there's a guy that you used to like. Didn't? Weren't you a Doug Peterson guy? Did you not like that? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big Doug Peterson Carson Wentz duo, man. Okay. Well one of those duo one of those duos is now doing pretty well. The other not as much. Um and Jaguars, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Jaguars are headed into Philadelphia this weekend. That's why I wanted to talk to Doug Peterson. You know, Trevor Lawrence comes in to LA last weekend against a, you know, beaten down Justin Herbert a little bit. He was already a little hurt. Uh, but they shake up the Chargers and knock the living you-know-what out of them. And then it's like, wait, are the Jaguars for real all of a sudden? I mean, they had shut out the Colts the week before. Uh, so it makes you wonder, like, what's going on over there in Jacksonville? Did Was this team good enough? You know, Urban Meyer had the right guys, but maybe just couldn't put it into action. Now Doug Peterson's got them firing on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, you knew, was going to take a step up eventually. He was just, I mean, he's too talented. So um, I think they're going to be a, a team that can be around 500 the next couple of years. But I don't I don't think they're anything that, that you know, any team in the, the AFC or NFC is too worried about, personally. Are they a good enough team to take six and a half points heading into Philly? Yeah, I don't know about Philly. I mean, Jalen Hurts has looked also like an MVP right now. Uh, yeah. He's looking oh, yeah. really really good throughout the first few weeks of the season. Um, one of the only two undefeated teams in the NFL. Tough to bet against them, but I I don't know. I, I like Jacksonville's I like Jacksonville's odds with the spread. I like those points too. And if you're someone that gets into teasers, sheesh, I would I would tease that Jaguars line. 
Um, what other game is, is big this weekend? Uh, well, I, I, you know, I don't think we can go without talking about the London game. They're going overseas for the first time uh, oh, this year, and that's Minnesota and New Orleans. Uh, so when you wake up Sunday morning and you're like, what should I watch? And, you know, I'm, I'm someone that does the English Premier League. Um, but if you, that's not your thing and you're want, I want hard-hitting football, well, you'll be in luck at 930, I think that's NFL Network, um, Vikings, Saints, and uh, Kirk Cousins ekes out a comeback win over the Lions last week. Um, meanwhile, the Saints fall to the lowly Panthers. So I think two teams coming in on much different paths, and that line's only two and a half. Boy, maybe I'm a sucker just like the rest of the public because they are hammering that Vikings minus two and a half. From what I'm seeing, uh, the public's all over them. They're playing that game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's a team that I like in, in the Premier League, but the NFL now puts yeah. some money into that stadium. There you go. I, I agree. Vikings minus three is, is the bet for sure. How about right. Bears-Giants? Two teams you wouldn't think would be two and one. Yeah, that and it still sounds wrong for both of them. Uh, the Giants. Someone's going to be three and one, or, or do we have a tie opportunity here? It seems and like boy, those are two fan bases that will go nuts if they're three and one. I, I could just see it on Twitter already. So that's that's crazy that one of them is forced to be. Um, any other good games? Um, you know, you got the Bills going into Baltimore as well. Yeah, that'll be a pretty good one. Out. That's. I mean, we're cheering for the Bills. Browns. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I I think I would cheer against the Ravens against about anyone, but yeah, I think Josh Allen and company there, and I don't know if you watched that Miami Buffalo game, but that was one that was beyond wild with players cramping up left and right, uh, missed field goal by Buffalo, the the butt punt, everything under the sun occurred in that game in Miami, literally in the sun because it was like a hundred degrees on the field, and yeah, I think Buffalo is going to have a little. Buffalo comes in at favored by a touch or by a field goal, excuse me. Uh, and the Ravens, after they're going to be a little upset after the way they played against um, Miami. That was two weeks ago, though. So you got the Bills who lost to Miami and the, the Ravens that coughed. They actually both teams, their only loss was Miami. Let's point in the season. Yeah, Dolphins, best team in the NFL. Them or the Eagles. I mean, that's that that's what the overreaction would want you to believe at the, at the beginning of the season. Who do the Dolphins get? Oh, they get the Bengals. Wow. Thursday night Thursday football, night. Joey B. Wow. And people have been calling this out all week. Why Why are the Bengals favored by four points? And that's – Vegas knows. Vegas maybe, knows. Maybe, maybe the Dolphins shouldn't be 3-0. and I mean, they're, they're also perfect against the spread. The Dolphins have not, not covered a spread too, so – Boy, I mean, that, that might be one I will be tempted to. The, Vegas is inviting people to bet on the Dolphins, and, and Burrow, Burrow is going to cover. Yeah, that's the right way to think about it. That is the right way to think about it. But I might. <laughs> I mean, that's just my thought. I don't know. I know it's the right. I'll probably take. I, I would probably if I would. I would probably take the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll their see. Speed, their speed at receiver is awesome. I mean, Tyreek Hill is obviously at another level, but Jalen Waddle is is right there with him. Waddle, Waddle is a treat to watch. And that defense has some athletes. They've got some studs all over the place. Um, looking at the injury reports, they've got a couple questionable guys, though, the Dolphins do. Xavion Howard, Waddle himself. So, How are you doing in fantasy this year? Nah, it's a question I don't like to talk about in front of the public or, or with anyone, really. Being in five leagues, it's annoying because you have someone on every team for every game. And uh, there's obviously a couple teams I have avoided. You're um, doing too much. Yeah, well, it, you could say that. You could say that. But I got one team that's 
three and zero, one that's two and one, one that's zero and three. You're, you know, I got a little bit of everything going on. That's the way I let it go as I filter out through the first couple of weeks which ones have a chance to contend and which ones, you know, kind of I sucked at. So then, it, then it's then you get into the mode of championship hunting and sacco avoidance. So it's it's inevitable that you're going to get a couple of both. Yeah, I'm three and zero, looking to go four and zero this week in one of my leagues, and then I I'm one and two in our league. Got a dynasty league? Is that the dynasty league with uh... dynasty? Dynasty? I'm three and zero. Wow. I have. I mean, I have. I have Cooper Cup and and uh, Stephon Diggs, who are like the one and two receiver right now. They've been fantastic. But don't you have Baker Mayfield as one of your quarterbacks? Yeah, I start Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr at QB. Um, That's. I mean, it's been shaky. He's 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 honestly hasn't been terrible. Who has not Baker? Like like fantasy points wise, he's okay. had a couple rushing touchdowns, I believe. Um, gotcha. I was gonna say, I believe he does have the lowest QBR of all quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's not great, but I literally like a quarterback's better than starting like a another tight end in the slot or something. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, I mean, it's, I'm three zero right now. I don't know. I I kind of want to make a big blockbuster trade. I don't know. Is there any guy on your radar you're trading for? Like who? Someone that started a little slow. Maybe you want to get some action in on him. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm like kind of thinking I want to trade Stephon Diggs while he's. I mean, while he's balling out, but I feel like he's going to still play really well. But since it's a dynasty, get some young pieces. I'll tell you what I like, and there, you probably could have him for a reasonable price, Zeke or um, oh, what's his name, Tony Pollard, because the Cowboys under Cooper Rush they really impressed me this past weekend on Monday Night Football. Regardless of whether Dak or Rush is in there at QB, I think either running back has a chance to go off any given week. Again, you're coming into a committee spot right there. So, but when I say committee, it's a two, two headed monster where they want to be run first. You know, they have CD lamb. That's great. They have Noah Brown who stepped up, but they want to be a run first team. Their defense is pretty good. And I think we'll put them in a lot of running situations. So I like both those running backs um, in fantasy. And I don't think either one of them, people are going to ask for a King's ransom on. So I wouldn't necessarily give digs for them straight up, but maybe you get a receiver back. Maybe you can swap a quarterback while you're at it there too who knows <laughs> i could definitely use some new quarterbacks i have kenny pickett i'm re- waiting for him to get waiting his for the moment <laughs> yeah i'm ready i'm ready for him to get his moment and get him in the starting lineup um yeah. So yeah, days could be numbered there who knows so then the other big game is kansas city goes to tampa probably not probably going to play in, in minneapolis you're saying yeah, that's they're saying that they will hold it at the Vikings Stadium because the Vikings are in London. So um, it would just be <laughs> Vikings a little... fans. You know, you, you go t- go tailgate the game. That's perfect. Yeah, that'd be good. I'll tell you what. Uh, I think like I think they actually the Buccaneers had relocated their team to Miami already this week, and they were because the east side of Florida was not going to you know it rain there, but it wouldn't be a hurricane hitting quite as hard. So yeah. um, makes sense. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's a game that I cannot, under any circumstance, bet the Buccaneers, and that is why I'm a bad gambler because I'm not even giving thought to the other no, side. You got to take the Chiefs and forget it. I'm, I'm totally with you. <laughs> like I've seen all week. Oh, Brady is. You I think know, it's. I think it's just be a rule. This is a home dog. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just be a rule. Just like take the Chiefs and don't overthink it. Yeah, last week was a game that hey, if you I mean, overthought, if they're gonna have their slip ups for sure. That's that's kind of my thought though. They did just have their slip up in Indy last week. Maybe they have a really hard week of practice. The Buccaneers team, you know, probably a little shaken up due to their homes being 
you know, yeah. by a hurricane. I hate to be brunt about it like that, but yeah, the city's not doing too hot. Uh, they're going to be out of sorts. I don't think they're going to have that home field advantage. I think you take the Chiefs, and I, boy, if, if that doesn't sound like a lock, I don't know what does. Sunday night football. <laughs> Is, is are we do we have a lock of the week? I think I think, I think mine hit week one and yours missed. When we it did. It did. We don't need to relive <laughs> that, but we could bounce. We can both bounce back with one of those this week. All right. What do you are you liking Chiefs? You know, I I almost do want to lock that. The more and more I think about it, it's <laughs> a little remit of the Super Bowl a couple of years ago where I lost a lot of money betting on the Chiefs uh, against the Buccaneers, but. It's a shot at redemption. It's just I'm licking my chops when you add it all up. I mean, oof, I, I couldn't like this spot much better for him. Then again, the Buccaneers are a little upset after the way they performed in Green Bay last week, too. I agree. I agree. I I, I like Chiefs though, but oh man. I kind of think I, I like what do I like? I like the Rams more. Rams money line, they're underdogs, plus 100, even money. 49ers, Monday Night Football. Wow. We are really throwing it out there for the primetime matchups. We're going to have to bet out on the Twitter accounts. Sheesh. There we go. Plus 100, that's that's easy. I also like the Lions over, whatever it is. That, that is a team that can score some points, and they let their opponents score right there with them. There's some truth to that, and they get the Seahawks, who just were in a high-scoring battle with the Falcons last week. It's it's 48 this week is the number you need to hit. Um, Geno Smith, like you said, uh, he, he what what was his quote again? Why am I forgetting that? Oh, uh, like they, they wrote me off and I didn't reply or something. Yeah, I and I ain't, right, I ain't right back. Yep. I ain't right back. This is an all right comment. I don't know. That's, that's a guy that you want on your side when there's an over. I, I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, Lions, Seahawks over. That's the Lions are good. I mean, four-point favorites, you would not expect that, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Even though they're one and two, they, they know how to score. All right, so that's your lean is the over 48 there, your locks Monday Night Football. My lock was that uh, Chiefs. Chiefs and my lean, I'll dip back into the college realm. Um, I like that Michigan-Iowa under uh, 42. They're playing, in, oh. they're playing in Iowa, and Iowa's defense. I just like their defense that much. Fading, I'm fading that. Oh, of course you are. You love taking, you like taking <laughs> overs on low totals. Uh, and I, I just, I have my own ways. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Here's, I think you know, yeah. Iowa was three and zero unders until last week. All right, week. we gotta, we gotta get into the MLB. We gotta. All right, win. fair enough. Yep, that's fair. But, we gotta win. All right. Football will, be, football will be here at the next podcast. I mean, so will MLB maybe, but yeah, we'll do a World Series preview when it's guards. Guards taking on the the Padres. So how about the guards? That's a great great transition by us, honestly. How yep. about how about those Guardians, AL Central champs? And we, I mean, with like two weeks left in the season, no one thought that would be possible. No, nope, definitely eye opening performance by them this year. You've heard it recycled all all year. Youngest team in baseball. They're doing this, this, and this right. It's it's great to see. And believe me, it is. I'll tell you what, it, it feels great as a fan that I, I remember you texted me before the season looking at the regular season win total of 77, 77 and a half, 76 and a half was somewhere around there. And when they hit that with you know almost a month to spare in the season, that becomes pretty fun as a fan. And they did it in a stretch where, yeah, their division wasn't strong. You can you can bash the division all you want and say they didn't play as tough a competition as the AL East. True. 
But guess what? You, that's not that's the way baseball has been for a while. You have to win your division. Now they've added more wild cards, but they're right up there with the records of a lot of these wild card teams. Um, so pretty special year for them, led by Jose, obviously. But then you guys have guys right behind him like Jimenez and Stephen Kwan that really have both come into their own this year. Um, and when you p- pair that with a back end of the bullpen that is a- as dirty as it is with Class A and you know, even Trevor Steffen has stuff that'll make you go ooh and ah. Uh, Aaron Jack's been hot as all heck. Um, yeah, it's a fun team, fun team to support. But this year, be, you know, normally the division winners wouldn't have to play in a wild card round. But the top two division winners are going to get their bye. The Guardians will go ahead and take on the lowest wild card team, uh, who right now I believe is the Mariners as we speak. Um, they're bunched up there with Tampa and Toronto, but. Uh, the Mariners have been slumping hard lately. Julio Rodriguez has been hurt. Um, their pitching hasn't quite lived up to it. I think it's mostly been offensive issues that they've had. So for me, I, I actually don't mind that matchup against the Mariners just because, okay, yeah, they took five of six from the guards in the regular season, but I think that there's the chance that the Mariners come in there a little bit banged up and, and you get all three games in Cleveland. That stadium will be rocking and rolling uh, the weekend of October 7th through the 9th. All right, I like that you get the three games in one city. That's fair, because I yeah. feel like I feel. So does like the higher wild card get that as well, or how's that? Yeah, work? yep. The first wild card will get home home field advantage over number two. Okay, and then we get the third wild card. That's I don't know. I think I think if you win your division, you should get five game series guaranteed. But but yeah. we just gotta take care of business, and then we we would play the Yankees. Likely, uh, yeah, it would be the Yankees would be next up who on that. Two, who are the two seed? You're gonna be the two, correct? And the Astros, correct. Um, I mean, so what do the Guardians have to do, like continue to do, to win a World Series? Is it is it possible, James? I I can't sit here and tell it's impossible. Uh, but you you hear all about their brand of baseball and it's scattering balls all over the field, not striking out, putting the ball in play. And I I was listening to Mark DeRosa talk about them a little bit. And he said, you know, a team like them, they either could be a quick, you know, quick in and out, or they're going to give whoever they're against problems the rest of the way because they are a tough matchup. But his concern was a contact-oriented team like that. When you're playing aces and you're only generating soft contact, you're not going to get the luck of the draw every single time. I mean, they've had awesome moments this year, but even some of those moments have had a good element of luck involved where – they're not hitting the ball that hard, but infield singles or a bloop, you know, they're not really a bloop and a blast team. They're a bloop and another bloop team. And then they <laughs> run the bases really well too. Um, so that's, that's been the best part is them running the bases. You rarely see them not go first to third and, and they don't get thrown out very often. They're, they're just a fast team, like well-conditioned, well-coached. Um, so all of those are things to consider and that's why they'd be a tough out. So one, it's continue generating that contact against an ace you know you let's say you survive that first series with seattle you you get a matchup against garrett cole he is a whiff pitcher he tries to get you to swing and miss and the guardians don't do that uh so that something will have to give in that series and it would have to be their contact and secondly it will be the starters keeping them in games i mean i, I mean that's goes without saying but like i think bieber mckenzie and quantrill have all had their games this year where they don't have it it's if they are in that situation, are they able to generate good enough pitch location to 
get themselves out, out of jams and stuff like that. So I, I think that three-headed monster in a three-game series I like. But when you pit that up against you know a team like New York or even Seattle, Seattle's got three darn good pitchers themselves and Robbie, like first, yeah, let's look at the wild card first because got to obviously get through that. Luis Castillo, you know, Robbie Ray, and then maybe George Kirby slides in there. He's he's a young gun. Um, or, or they have Logan Gilbert, who uh, pitched against them early in the year and pitched a pretty damn damn good game. So Logan Gilbert would definitely be the three over Kirby. But, yeah, it, it's really going to be matching those pitchers toe for toe. And um, uh, I am cautiously optimistic. I really am. Like, I... I'd be lying if I said I would have thought they'd get to this point this season. You you bought tickets for like the Yankee series already. I did. I did because I'll be in town then. I won't be in town for the wild card. But I get refunded if they don't play that series. That's not the end of the world. Yeah, uh, that being said, I'm I, I'm pumped for it. I would I think that could be one of the greatest days in uh Cleveland sports because you get the Patriots Browns that day, Sunday the sixteenth. You get a little tailgate in at the Muni lot. You go either go to that Browns game, you go to a bar downtown. Next thing you know, you're walking into Progressive Field for a game four ALDS. Are you kidding me? What else could you ask for? Sounds like Church in the morning. Get to get to the eight a.m. eight a.m. mass before you get to the Muni lot. That then you got a great day ahead of you. That you're was uh, what. You're an optimist. I mean, it could also be a dark day for Cleveland sports. Yeah, because someone else will be playing in the LDS. Totally possible. Dan Earl and I were planning that idea in our head and going back. The Browns to lose to the Patriots. Brian, Brian Hoyer beats his former team. Oh, there's, you know, lots of possibilities there. So I, I definitely think they, I, I feel very confident they can get out of that wild card series. Um, I, I think all those teams are pretty darn good, but we can match up with any of them. Um, and then the second part of that is, boy, I'd love to see a guards Yankee series because the Yankees, you know, gave, gave them the business at the beginning of the season. They took yeah. five of six in the season series. But I think the way that the Guardians are playing right now, I, I think I, w- I would be smitten if I had to go against them. I like that. I like that confidence. I don't know if that's the right use of the term smitten, so I'll keep – smitten's like when you're all over something. Uh, yeah. All right. My, that up. my other MLB question for our MLB expert, James Edukowski here. Yeah, I'm is... far from an expert. <laughs> see my fantasy baseball results this year. Embarrassing. Embarrassing. All right, well, you'll be back next year, right? Yeah, I made the playoffs, but it was a quick out. But my question is, besides the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Astros, who's a team that's going to make the playoffs that excites you to to make a run? You know, I hinted at the top of the uh, podcast that, oh, Albert Pujols hit 700. The Cardinals have run away with that NL Central. Um, And they don't have necessarily the pitching that some of those other teams do. Uh, and, okay, we've talked Mets a little bit on this podcast, too. I mean, they are definitely a good team, and I can't overlook yeah. them that much. They have the, you know, if they have DeGrom and Scherzer in a five-game series, good luck in those first two games. And then after that, you'll see how it goes. But I, I like the Cardinals lineup a lot. What they're able to do, Paul Goldschmidt will, will almost run away with the NL MVP. Uh, Nolan Arenado right behind him in that race almost. Um, that, that lineup does a lot of damage. And when Albert Pools is oddly playing the way he is at this age, like even him, like Shout out Albert. Yeah. He's a home run. He's a home run threat at any given point. Their, their pitching staff definitely is where it lacks a little bit. Wainwright is knocking on his knocking on the door on his way out of, uh, the MLB, you know, for retirement. 
but he's probably the race. Honestly, it's him or Miles Mikolas, who is not, you know, you, you, you're told you're going up against Miles Mikolas. You're not necessarily shaking in your boots. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got those two guys, and then you've got Jordan Montgomery, who's come over and been fantastic since tri- being traded at the deadline. Jose Quintana might be a guy. It's just there's not much to scare you in that front end of that pitching staff. That offense, I, I'm pretty high on. So, yeah, yeah. I think the Mets are a team, honestly. I didn't name them as my one of my teams, but they're they're probably still a favorite, right? Yeah, they're actually tied with the Braves currently for the lead for the NL East division. So one of those teams is going to like whoever wins that division will earn, will earn the second buy. The other one's going to be in a wild card series, um, and on the road, mind you, for that. Probably. Well, let me think about that. No, they could be hosting. They'd probably be the higher wild card. Yeah. Yep, because you got the Padres behind them. So no, that's one hundred percent right. They would they would probably get to host, but they would have that extra three game series to play. So I, that's going to be a very fun race to watch here over the last ten days of the season. Um, I'm rooting for the Braves. I don't know why, but I just don't like you know the Mets are everyone's acting like oh what a great comeback story. They had the highest payroll in baseball going into the season. Like you know Steve Cohen said he's going to spend. He's done it. And so to me, it's like, okay, they didn't build their team organically. I'm, the Braves, meanwhile, are developing these guys, signing them to long deals. They're, they're, I get they won the World Series last year, and the Mets, you know, haven't done much as of late. But for me, I, I'm pulling Braves there. I, I think they're still, you know, if they won it last year, they're going to have to be a team to beat. So phew, that NL is stacked, man. I'll tell you what, I, if it's not the Guardians, which, you know, I'm, in my heart of hearts, I'm hoping it is, I, I think it's going to be a team from the NL because – Besides the Astros, who I think are head and shoulders better than most of the other playoff teams um, in the AL, I I say, I say that uh, I think it's another NL champ. All right, all right, there it is. Besides Guardians, besides Astros, it's an NL champ. No, don't even say besides Astros; they're going to choke at some point. Um, all right, there we go. Um, moving Same. onward, though, yeah, like you said, let's head into the markets. Let's head into the markets, and they are bloody, to say the least. They are getting beat. Markets everywhere are getting beaten up. Real estate, stock market, it's all it's all struggling. Um, and that's I, I mentioned to I mentioned it on the last podcast that the inflation reading was going to be the big big event, you know, in the next couple of weeks. And we got the reading; it was a little higher than expected. It went up month over month again in August. Um, and so since then, really, that was kind of like September 13th, I want to say, or something that came out. Uh, since then, it's just been downhill. The Fed raised rates 75 basis points, Edge. Wow. Um, yeah. Again, um, mortgage, 30 year mortgage rate is over 7% right now, um, which is just crazy how quickly that's risen. It was under 3% this time last year. So uh, I think housing prices are going to be basically. I mean, the housing market is basically just slowing like significantly. Like, just yep. I don't know if prices are necessarily going down, but like, the number of sales is going down a lot. Yeah, no, I'd say it's be you know it was such a hot seller's market for a while. I think it's not like people have wads of cash that they're just willing to drop on a house yeah. in a way. I think so. I it, I think most people have fixed rate mortgages, and that's so that's kind of why like it makes sense that demand's slowing when rates are going this high this quick you're you're kind of not going to get a great monthly payment compared to if you got a lower rate so just people don't want to sell people don't want to buy um so it's on it's on both sides but yeah um overall i don't know i mean i 
I think there's still a lot of businesses out there that um, are going to be able to weather the storm, but we're, we're in an interesting macro situation as always. Yep. No, I think it's a good way to look at it. And for those of you scared about your portfolio, like myself, don't be scared. I mean, it's literally an ordeal where you can't worry about the balance I mean, now. The, the crazy trying thing, to day trade in this more power thing, to you. I think the crazy thing for us is like, yes, we're still very young. We like, it's a good thing that the market is going down right now. It like increases the forward return expectation of investing with the thought of, you know, retiring in 30, 40 years, whatever it may be. Um, and like that, if markets cut in half from here, like it'd be good because you can buy more to invest over 40 years. But, uh, you know, I don't know. We, we could have a lost decade. It's happened before. Um, but we're, I, th- we, I think we're in a bear market, right? Like the S&P. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we've entered that status. Yeah. So, I mean, the bears are, the bears are back in town. They're two and one. That's <laughs> right. That is right. We talked about the game. Are they hosting this weekend? I don't even remember. Uh, oh, the Bears Giants. I think it's in New York. It is. It is. And that's why the Giants. Meadowlands. Oh, buzzing. I think Justin Fields gets a win. He's looked pretty yeah. brutal. He's been my favorite. Might we be getting another lean plus three Bears? <laughs> Money line. No way. No lean. Okay. Good. Danny Dimes, though, two and one. We, we talked about them winning one game. Look at that. They already, they already surpassed it. Yep. All right. What else in the markets? Anything of note? I mean, those it, like I was saying, it's not a great time to day trade. It's not a great time to go in penny stocks, you know, companies that aren't terrifically balanced as far as their finances, those that are higher in debt, um, you know, without a strong balance sheet, this is a time that yeah can expose you a little bit and depends on your business, obviously. But um, I think every sector is feeling this to some degree. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's just with interest rates growing up, it's literally raising the cost of capital for businesses. And so it's just, it's just raising that hurdle rate for them to earn their return and earn, you know, mm-hmm. increase their, their bottom line. And so, yeah, people are more worried about cash flow. And so it's just the tight, the market's tightening a little bit. Um, it's not surprising, I think, with rates rising. It's kind of something you'd expect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting time. I, I don't think it's going to get any better necessarily in the next, you know, three to six months. Right, they will probably chop around. I kind of think the bottom will be. This is just a random prediction. <laughs> the bottom will be when Robinhood like allows like the everyday retail trader to just like short stocks really easily. That's when you think the That's bottom. That's when it, will be. it goes up because then all the retail traders get stuck in shorts. But yeah, okay. They're gonna be. They're gonna come out with a thing like you can hedge your portfolio. I mean, obviously you can buy puts and calls and, and like sell calls, but that's like complex. They're just gonna allow shorting. Yep. That's the day. That's the day at bottoms. Okay, and I don't know if that's going to come anytime soon, though. We don't know. We don't know if they're yet with the Robinhood development teams working on right now. All right, we'll talk. We'll get in get in <laughs> contact with them. Um, you know, you've got your job now. It's not with Robinhood, but I know you'll be in the finance job sector as well. So, uh, should be um, a lot to monitor in the, as far as the market. But I, I'm at the point on a day to day basis. It, you can't really focus on the returns of that day. There's certain events, obviously. The Fed pulling the interest rates up, like you said, has kind of been the main uh, factor that the market as a whole has been responding to and, and not in a positive light. So keep keep some tabs there, but onwards we go. Um, I think it's time for our two-minute drill. Um, yeah, I think they said this will start the two-minute drill. I think they said like over $11 trillion in U.S. household wealth has been removed from like markets in the past oh few months or like since the year started. <laughs> 
Wow. So, I mean, yeah, everyone, everyone's down right now. Yep. <laughs> you just got to embrace that. You know, everyone was hot for a long time there as the market was rising. Then you got to embrace going down together. Too. Yeah. You got to ride. Yeah. You got to ride the wave. Ride the wave. Like it, a roller coaster of sorts, which um, I know we did. The last time we recorded a pod, um, Cedar Point still had the top thrill dragster in its, yeah, in its, you know, I think we need to say a moment of, moment of silence for that, but they said, as you know it. So we'll see if that ride is back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, sell the idea. You know, it's a buy or sell our typical two minute drill. Um, I, I'm going to sell the idea that the, the dragster will come back like its original form. I think it's going to be a little bit different. Not, not an iconic skyline piece. I mean, if it comes back, it's got to be an iconic skyline piece, I think. But I don't know. We'll see. That's a good call, too. Anything you're buying or selling? That was my that was my selling, that random current event thought. Um, Like, lately? Um, You know what I like? This is... I, I've spent the... Uh, last weekend, I spent uh, with a chainsaw in my backyard. I'm buying okay. chainsaws. I was just cutting up tree limbs, trying to clean out the yard a little bit. Um, okay. Chainsaws are pretty efficient at, at what they need to do. I'm going to buy some chainsaws. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Very practical. I was going to say, I mean, um, are you chopping down trees? Do you hit the environment that much? I didn't know what the deal was there, but just, uh, just the some, some, some branches that are, that needed to go. Take All right. Space. Not killing the whole plenty tree. Of trees, plenty of trees still back there. I had, I had a tree fall in my garage. It was a whole ordeals edge. Yeah. All right. On that note, some wood. Let's say let's save the listeners from that. Um, and we do usually end with the song of the week. I know we haven't been fantastic with that in a little while. Um, but in the music world, I don't know what you've been up to as of late. I know I've got a concert on deck next weekend, Wild Rivers. You're quite a fan of, of theirs as well. Kind of a small acoustic band. Um, so I can shout them out unless you've got something else brewing. I got nothing else brewing. What are you, what are you looking forward to hearing? I mean, I, I can't act like they're world's biggest fan, but um, <laughs> you're I taking do... your girlfriend. Wow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so it's small talk by Wild Rivers is the one that's coming to mind. Hey, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and sing it for you, but uh, go ahead and look it up so that I don't have to do that. Um, so like Neon Stars, I think that's a newer one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Note. So yeah, no, my plan for the weekend Saturday is. Um, gonna go avoid the rainstorm somewhere. Actually, I'm gonna wake up. I've got Tottenham Arsenal at 7:30 a.m. Eastern, so I'm waking up for my Premier League. Get my fix. Uh, go, 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 Spurs. Um, and co- come on, you Spurs. Sorry, that's the official uh, cheer there. But so I'm waking up for that. I'm gonna avoid the rainstorm by probably going out to a little brunch. Next thing you know, college football will be kicking off at noon. So I think I'm going to be bouncing around the city. Cormo should be in town from Winston-Salem. So uh, we'll be doing that. Look at you. Uh, Look at you. I, I, I got to shout out my cousin, Matty Guy, getting married Friday. Wow. Okay. Joining the club. Joining the club. Um, yeah. So shout him out. Getting married in Canton, Ohio. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Not actually at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. At, oh. a, at a winery in Canton. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, that'll be Friday night. And then I'm planning a golf outing Saturday um hanging out with the family yeah i'm excited to see everyone. my brother's in town in cleveland so that's huge that's huge you yeah. know they say long straight and not often on the course if you're not following guy golf on instagram yet yes. you should be. Guy golf. i just Take realized i 
you know, a little plug for that wouldn't hurt. And I realized I mixed up my weekends. Yeah, I'm. This all stemmed from the song of the week with Wild Rivers. That's that's two yeah, weekends away. He's wrong. He's wrong. Yeah. But um, but yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. We've we've been rambling plenty, James. Anything you want to leave the people with? Nope. Go Browns.